Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often, they are founded in fact. from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California. This is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Krista, here with our producer, Michael, and today we are excited to have back on the show Nita Kumari, who you might remember did one of our earliest episodes with plant medicine. But today she's coming back on to share some of her journey, her own healing journey, and what it led her to discover two things being astrology and also future life progression. But before we get started, Michael has a few announcements. Hi, everybody, and thanks again. I'm sorry my voice is a little out today, but um, so I'll sound like a frog, but be, you know, bear with me. Um, <clears throat> thanks to everybody who's been supporting our show. It's been lots of followers and subscribers. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. It definitely helps us out a little bit. If you're listening on Spotify or, or whatnot, follow us. Um, you know, you can buy us a coffee on Ko-Fi. It helps to offset some of our production costs. But if you can't afford that, we're happy to have you anyway. We love doing this show for everybody. And, and thank you to all of you that have reached out and left us some really nice comments and stuff. And it definitely is very gratifying to know that you do appreciate the show. Um, you can get all the information on our next episode and so forth on our website, sixcentsociety.com, S-I-X-T-H, all spelled out. Um, just a quick look ahead. Next week we have Spell It Out, Krista's Free For All, so uh, we'll find out what interesting things she has to tell us. And coming up in October, we have some really great guests. We have um, our good friend Holly Lindblom from Holly's Haunts coming back and uh, Mystic Mitten Paranormal from Detroit. Um, and then Madame Zalema is going to be back and she's going to talk about the Day of the Dead and the Latino culture. Um, and then our good friend Jackie Smith from Coventry Candles and Coventry Creations is going to be back to talk about Samhain. So all kinds of cool mystical, occult, paranormal stuff coming up in October. Um, and so again, we're, we're really looking forward to that. And we're excited about the show today because we have a good following in the UK. Anita's now moved to the UK, so it's our first overseas guest. So we're excited about that. And hopefully that will all work tech-wise, but we'll find out. So uh, take it away, Krista. Great. Thanks, Michael. I'm looking forward to all these shows. And one more thing I wanted to mention before I introduce Nita is she's a very powerful, intuitive channel and medium, and she's been working over 20 years doing the things that she does, and we'll talk about some of that during the show. But welcome, Nita. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Michael and Krista. I am excited to come back. You guys have been doing a great shows, and I definitely love hearing all your journeys and um, some of the very esoteric uh, podcasts that you've done previously. Very interesting. So I'm glad you're doing this and continuing to grow. Well, thank you. And we love having people like you come back and, and share some of all of your knowledge because it's hard to get it all in in one show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why don't we start with um, you talking a little bit about your own journey and healing that took you towards all the different tools that you now use. Um, well, I was intuitive since I was little. And I think like many 
of us um if it's not cultivated in our childhood we we you know we further our ways from it and then i came back into it um probably in my 20s uh after i went through some severe traumas and i've been on my healing journey for the last 20 years and reconnected with those intuitive muscles and we all have intuition at a varying degrees like Jung, he talks about the four functions that we have, which is sensate, emotions, feelings, and intuition. Um, so through you know my journey of healing, I've picked up different different modalities, try something here and there, did family constellations for a while. I still do them here and there. I, I heavily rely on my intuition. And um when my life was really going to absolute poo-poo, <laughs> I, I was like, what is going on? Why am I in this consistent like cycles of down and down and down and then depression and suicidal tendencies? And I just had to get a grip of my life. I was like, what is going on? Um, and I started looking at astrology, studying astrology, using my intuition. Because I think astrology is great because it's very objective. It really shows you, here's the transition that is coming up. Here's where the planet's going to hit your natal chart and your natal planet. And this is what you can expect. But with astrology, you get the, um, you get the conjunction. You get the energy of the planets. But you don't quite know exactly what that means and so I find that it's great to prepare your life you know a couple of years ahead and then I use my intuition to really guide me into okay well so for instance in my personal chart um, I'm a Sagittarius rising Capricorn second house and I've got natal north node Jupiter and Venus and all these planets right now, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter have just been hitting me. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a lot, you know, just had a job, didn't have a job, have a job, didn't have a job. Um, so it's like, okay, I am in the second house for those who don't know who are listening is, you know, your material possessions, what you value, what you don't value, your inner resources, right? What, what do you, what did you come into this lifetime with that you can use um, to guide you in, in what well, I think material resources, like your, your stability in life. Right. And because it's in the bottom quadrant of the of the chart, it's also unconscious. Like you've got to develop it, right? So I started looking at astrology, and I started to go, okay, in two years, this is what's going to hit. Now, I was told that when Saturn hits your second house, you got to tighten your purse strings. I didn't fully. Um, I didn't say I wouldn't fully listen, but I was like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Luckily for me, because I've been going through so many ups and downs, I was changing 2013. I was changing jobs like knickers. And um, (laughs) (laughs) it was just like one job after another. And I was losing them. And I was like, what is going on? And I wasn't on my path and purpose. You know, I wasn't really on my path and purpose. I was doing jobs to survive. And, um, uh, luckily, because I'd been going through so much, I, when I did get a really good job and I started working at Mystic Journey Bookstore, I started really saving my money. And in the last couple of years, when Saturn was going through my second house, 
what Saturn does is just restrict your money. It's just like, okay, well, you don't have as much to spend, so you got to cut your expenses. And then my whole path to, I just knew I needed to leave America. My whole path opened up. I did a sizable amount of healing with my family that was just very restrictive. And I, I took off and I thought I was going to live in Barcelona for the rest of my life. <laughs> that I went to Barcelona and that was not quite, I figured out it wasn't quite where I wanted to be. And then I, I, when I was in Barcelona, I could, you know, and I fell in love with it when I was 19. I went there on a very naughty college trip. <laughs> um, I'll tell you all the shenanigans that I got up to as a 19 year old. Um, and so I just felt this, you know, this squeeze in my chest. Like I was just felt like this, the universe was squeezing me out of Barcelona and I left last year in August. And I can't believe I'm in UK for an, a year now. Mm. It's the first time since I was 17 that I honestly felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I have not felt that way since I was 17. And for those of you out there, I am now 47, so 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's awesome. So it was, yeah. So... So the first time things are like finally just clicking and clicking and clicking. And I met the love of my life, which that was a whole nother story within itself, how I met him. Um, but I listened to my intuition and I kept seeing him coming in. I felt, I felt him coming into my life. Um, so I, you know, it's like, it's that lesson of listening to your set, your four functions, you know, listening to your, intuition your emotions your 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 energy your we're massive conduits our bodies are extremely massive conduits and most of us when we've had especially those who've had trauma very early in our in their years like i did we become very dissociated and we we just what we do is well this is this is my take anyway is that we uh, the most purest parts of us says, okay, you know what? I'm jumping out of this body. I'm just going to float over here. Um, but it's not really safe to be in this body. And we, we're just, we're more up here than we are connected from, you know, the, the torso, the, the solar plexus down. And so we have this, we're very, you know, connected with um, the ethers, you know, the universe, a cosmic flow. And we're very heart-centered people. Um, but if, you know, we, we've chosen to come into this world and this is the things that I've been discovering, like if you, you've chosen to come here, um, and like I said, I was suicidal for years. It took, it took me a long time to just go, okay, well, you're here. And I, I can talk about it now, but you know, I, I've had some, I've had some suicide attempts where the spirits were just like, at least three times I can remember very clearly, the spirits just, the 11th hour, they were like, I, I could I could see them and they just went, okay, that's it. You, it's not your time to go and pushed me back into my body. And I was just, I was disappointed, let's say, <laughs> but I had work to complete, so I couldn't leave. Um, so now I've said, okay, how I need to work on healing myself. I need to get connected back into my body and um, heal those traumas. And I think you can't really heal those traumas until you're connected to your body. And, you know, the way I developed some of my intuition was through some of the family constellation work that I do, where you're channeling other people 
and um, it really helped me to step into those those um, using my body as a massive container that receives information and sorts it sorts it out and then can disseminate it to the clients in the way that they hopefully can receive it so it was very you know um uh very uh healing um not easy not interesting we've had several guests on the show we talked about the importance of the body in different ways and uh it is, it, it's easy in any spiritual tradition to, for, for, I don't know why, to forget that. I, even though it's even taught in certain spiritual traditions, the body, and others it's not, I agree. But, but it is important to really stay and learn to be in the body. And, and for me, I think just going out in nature helps me to be part of, of the physical world, just going for a walk or watching the birds or, you know, watching the squirrels, that has always helped me to come back to the body and feel like I belong as a physical being on earth for this moment in time. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. Cause, cause nature is so, um, they, they are so connected to, to the earth, right? I mean, we are so f- driven and focused on material wealth, like our, our survival, for them, it's just their imprint. Well, I've just got to survive. I've got to eat and I've got to kill. And it's it's part of their DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. I, don't, I can't say we're very evolved, but <laughs> we're evolving. And, um, you know, we have thoughts and we are very mutable while well, some of us are very mutable right so we have we can evolve okay well i've done this now and i've evolved and i've outgrown this piece of my life now i want to strive for something new um but you know basic animals they just go well i'm gonna get up today and um look around for some food <laughs> i'll take a nap and then all over again next morning kind of thing right um True. and then when we're in that survival mode uh, you can really see people spiral when they're in that survival. So it's also, I think, I think people who are really working on themselves and taking that internal journey are, are truly trying to evolve, right? Truly trying to be a better version of themselves. And I think that's where, you know, I think that's where I can truly use the word spiritual. Um, yeah. So, so in your own journey, studying astrology and working with your chart, did you find uh, that there were certain things about astrology that really stood out for you in terms of helping you? I know you mentioned it a little bit. Uh, did you look at them um, from the Vedic point of view or Western or mythology? Uh, what was your own journey with, with just synthesizing the knowledge and, and how do you stand with it now? Um. That's a good, great question. I know you and I used to have great conversations at Mystic Store, and I miss those conversations. Um, With astrology, what I wanted to do is first learn my own blueprint. Um, What 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 are my mechanics, and what and what are my unconscious behaviors? What am I here for? And you know, I talked to, I did get readings from from astrologers that are really good at what they do. And um, I began to understand myself a great deal. And as I, as I was entering my 40s, I tell people, 
I tell a lot of my clients and not like, you know, those who are pretty much old enough, I would say we, we, we spend the rest of our lives undoing the, the first 30 years of our lives, right? <laughs> All that conditioning. And at some point I also, this is at least true for me is that I found that as I got into my forties, I became my own parent. I no longer needed to hold on to that, you know, parent parental approval. And I wanted to let go of all the conditioning. I also needed to put, you know, a very sort of abusive family and parents uh, on the way on like really at arm's length. Right. So I could breathe, I could find myself. And, um, one of the things that they talk about in astrology is that you, you really just don't hit your north node or actualize your north node until you get into your forties. And um, I found that very fascinating. And I just from living through my forties, I'm I'm finding that. Um, so I started to integrate some of the aspects in my natal chart, and I also went, you know, at some point, you know, I I. I don't particularly care for textbook astrology. This is this, Mars hits this, and this is all it is. Well, I, I want to go deeper than that. I have an outbound moon. Um, what does so that I'm mean? Like, the, I've, I've heard of that, but I don't really know what that means. Outbound moon? Um, outbound moon people tend to, they, they, they basically don't take information at face value. They'll look for something more deeper. They'll need their own way of interpreting um, what is already out there. That they're, they're going to look for what is truthful for them. Mm -hmm. um, so you can take out of our moon is kind of like a you know a Uranus, if you will. Um, and so I kept looking for you know meanings within my own chart. And I also believe um, there was a reader, a quite an astrology reader, quite a while ago, who 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 just was like, "Well, this is your astrology chart, and this is it," you know. And I I thought, "Oh my god, well that's really depressing." I I was so depressed. There was two people like that, and I said, "This can't be." Um, and so I, I I researched more and I actually, you know, got readings from other professionals and um, gave me, a, you know, a different way of looking. So, I, you know, there's this whole thing that, oh, Jupiter's great and Mars is bad. And I think it's not true that we all, we're, we're multifaceted and so are the planets, right? Um, so I started to synthesize that way. And I also began to you know understand that i can't blame everything on my parents there are things that i've come in to learn mm -hmm. that are just there are my learning curves there's also my karmic path um something that i'm learning and so when i started doing hypnotherapy it really started coming up and when i started designing my own course well i started doing hypnotherapy and healing a lot of things. It was almost like it was almost like I was brushing off 25 years of excuse me being in America, which was not it was not my place, you know, no offense. I, I mean I wouldn't change anything in the world because I met incredible people like yourself and Michael and all the people at Mystic Journey Bookstore was like, you know, it was my spaceship. It was great. Um and as I started doing the hypnotherapy, the I, I started to learn about 
um, well, I got, I got introduced to FLP, which is future life progressions. And within the future life progression, I was shown that I need to design an astrology course. And I struggled because I was like, well, I don't know enough. I've only been learning this for the last couple of years. There are people out there who were, who were so much more well-versed. And they and it kept coming up that this is what I'm supposed to do. Well, it's not enough to see something, right? Yeah, I think you've got to get to a point of re removing those blocks. And I struggled, you know, for 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 a while, for about eight months, I was struggling. Um, and then the whole lockdown and the COVID, and I kept struggling, going, okay, what's my path and purpose? What's my path and purpose? What am I supposed to do next? I lost my faith in humanity, and I'm like. You know, and I've had these big, big visions since 2016 of what was going to happen in 2020. And here I am, it's all coming. And so I started piecing my life together going, okay, you've been, you, I'm, I can sit in my living room and have these huge visions of, you know, future events. Um, one of the, one of the more recent ones that I had was I was writing my, I write my newsletters to my you know, to my clientele base and I send it out every two, two weeks. And it's just, you know, what's going on right now, current vibes, kind of like what you and Michael do here. And I saw, um, I was sitting there and I had this huge vision and I got, and it was more in writing than anything else, but I could see in the background, um, a city fall, a country fall, a government fall and a person. And the person was, either famous or not famous, liked or not liked. So I put it in my newsletter and said, by, you know, somewhere in mid-May, this is going to happen. And we saw the whole George Floyd thing happen. Um, and then the next vision I had was a huge eruption that was going to happen in July, August, known as the Beirut eruption happened. Um, so I began to start trusting what was coming um, my, my, you know, the books that I channeled in 2016, they were huge. They were just showing me that all the big things that was going to happen in 2020 and, um, that, that began to happen. And I was just, I thought, well, you know, when I put my books out, I thought I was going to make a million dollars. I thought, oh, yay. <laughs> here's my, here's my winning lottery ticket. Right. And that's not how it was. And, um, we well, you know that whole Cassandra thing. I, I once, uh, wrote, you know, astrology is good at cycles. And so I'm becoming a researcher. I'm fascinated with the cycles. And so when Chiron, Chiron first went back into Pisces, all I did was look back at the 60s. And I, I wrote about it. And I said, Oh, there's going to be like, you know, kind of the, the 60s return with protests. And but it, it's got to be a little different, right? It's going to be but it was exactly right. It was Occupy Wall Street started. We've had all these really big protests around race and women's rights. And I was like, see, it does repeat itself. It was it was so straightforward. Mm -hmm. in, in this case, it was more like reviewing the potential of the energies returning hopefully so we go further with it right so to me with astrology it's to like you look at the cycles that are long hopefully to learn from them and consciously evolve to the next stage and i don't know that we do that but i think that's one of the intentions of going back and saying okay where can we go now with the same kinds of themes and so i've gotten fascinated with that and, and there is some of that you know and it's really it's not that hard because there's so much um 
the ephemeris are, are online now, so you can go and just look at ephemerises for free, which took a lot of time before. But um, it seems to me that that broad cycles of astrology can be helpful. But I, I totally agree with you about astrologers and how they can really be very limited in their consciousness of how they approach a chart. Because uh, I've had maybe uh, some experiences with that, but luckily I've had some really great astrologers that had a better approach to their charts. And, and it's all about how you use the tool. It's not the tool's fault if someone abuses it, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> but unfortunately, there's there's a lot of, like anything else, you got to find people that really are going at it to be helpful and to be, you know, help that person not to sort of, you know, limit them in some way. So, but I wanted to say that I, I totally agree with you with the, the concept that you're talking about is trusting your own intuition with how to use these things. And ultimately, probably that's all we really need on some level is our intuition. But it's fun, all these tools, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, anything... I mean, there's another whole system called human design, and um, that's another, it's a very complicated system. But, you know, as a generator, which is what my type is, I'm supposed to know myself. And it was so interesting because when I started looking at um, human design charts and studying that, I was like, oh, yeah, this correlates to a lot of what's on my astrology because I'm a Sagittarius rising and I have you know, a stellium of planets in my first house in Sagittarius. And it I do need to know myself. I'm I'm here to know myself. I'm I, I tell people I'm a real selfish a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I am very selfless in and compassionate and you know in my healing work. But it didn't always come naturally. I was very fiery and I had to get I had to learn how to be in that and you're right yeah the cycle so when and i like looking at progress charts and in my progress chart um the moment that well maybe not the moment but when the sun moved into pisces from sagittarius it was i was about 21 i came to america and i became a complete victim i became a complete martyr completely abused by my family and I got into abusive relationships. Now, this is the unconscious part of your chart. So it's going to come out at some point. And um, I started to learn about that behavior inside of me. And that was the big catalyst for my, for my healing. Um, I thought I took a massive tour when I came to America. I thought, you know, when I was in England, when I was 17, I wanted to be an architect. I could see my whole path in front of me. Um, I don't know at this point which way I was supposed to go. I've had my intuition about, you know, we can go this way or this way, right? And that's the beauty about astrology is that it is very objective, right? You can go this way or this way. And I, I agree with you. I think it's about how astrologers approach the charts. And there are some that have great finesse and they say things in a very nice way that is very easy for the other the receiver to digest. And I think, you know, any conscious good um uh healing practitioner will be able to to come from a place of compassion i think it's very very important absolutely so, yeah. so i wanted to ask a little bit more about exactly when you talk about future life progression can you tell us a little bit about what you know about it and the training behind it um and just the theory of it i'd be interested in knowing more 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I started to heal with the future, um, the, the past life regressions and I kept being shown the astrology was a big part of my path. Um, it wasn't enough for me to see it. Something did not quite sink in. I started doing some research, but the way I wanted to approach it wasn't quite coming to me. So I kept sitting with it, kept sitting with it. I'd write a little bit and kept, and then sat with it for, you know, with the whole COVID, I would just, I was um, going through my own healing journey. And then I, I, I did a future life progression and I, what I did was I was working with one person and her name is Lorraine Flaherty and she's an amazing past life progressionist, like one of the best that I've ever come across, goes super deep into the past life. Um, and then I saw who she had trained with and her name is Anne Jersh. Um, and I'll just give you a quick background of how she came about it and I'll answer your question. But she started, she was also, you know, doing hypnotherapy, uh, NLP work and uh, progressions and, uh, sorry, regressions. And um, one, she was working with two different clients that had never met each other. And they were coming out of in in and out of her office. And now she knows what's going on, but they both had the same regressions. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they did not know each other at all. Finally, anyway, they all got together. And then those two got together. There were two men that were in the, you know, in the military in America. Um, and they got together and they did a regression without Anne knowing. Um, and they were shown, you know, they, they were shown that they need to go, that Anne was also part of their past lives. Anyway, so long story short, the three of them came together, the two American military men and Anne, and they did a powerful regression together. Now, when, when, and you probably, you know, this is a healer, like when, when, when you're, con- when, you know, very conscious people or when people are in a group, the, the vibrations are more heightened, right? And, um, they, went into what they thought was a past life regression to see why they all had, what was their path and purpose to come together. And they started to, to see like all three of them saw very similar things. They saw two skyscrapers in the sky. They saw a bay and then they saw the skyline just change. And they said, well, how is it possible that the skyline changes? Um, and they, they were seeing helicopters, but they were not seeing that it was military or it was the police. They saw CNN, they saw America, and they thought, well, we don't, we don't, can't make any heads or tails of what this means. So they all went off and in good old English fashion, they went to the pub and had a drink, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they ignored it and they thought, okay, well, let's get on with our lives. We don't know what that was all about. And unbeknownst to them, they had their first future life progression. And they saw 9-11 happen two months or so before it actually happened. When 9-11 happened, they, they were like, oh, my God, this is what we were seeing. So then Anne went about, you know, and she's already had a training. She started to work in future life progression work and is phenomenal. The way she teaches is very easy. You don't actually even feel like you're being taught. So I went mm. for my training and um, 
you really are in, in this very, very, you, you, you get put in a, a nice relaxed um, state, a deep relaxed state. And then you are gently um, progressed forward into your future. We typically do five years. Um, then we do 10 years if someone wants to look at what they're doing in 10 years. Um, when you get progressed into your future, you know, you, you know, this, the, obviously we ask the client what they want to work on, but you, you really get shown, okay, what is your most best optimal um, path forward? You know, what, like a lot of people like myself, I have so many things that I, I, could be doing. And I was sitting there, you know, going, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I am so fed up of doing this and this and this, and I wasn't getting a job. And I, and I just thought the universe is telling me you're not supposed to go back to corporate. And my body was telling me as well. And I had to listen. So I said, okay, drop that idea. I'm not, not chasing a job anymore. I'm not sending my resumes out anymore. And, um, started working with, um, and actually, actually, after I had already seen the astrology, and it wasn't the thing is that it's not enough to see it, mm -hmm. you know, and this is the difference of what I want to do is I want to not just help people see it like with Anne, what she really helped you do is the way she trains and um, is very easy as well, but, but you're going in to also build a bridge on how you're going to take those next next steps in the present moment because if you don't know how to get to that you know five years five years quite a while away mm -hmm. right it goes fast but it's still a while away and you can't get to that five years where you're at your optimal you know successful point and um without knowing what your future self actually did to get to that point so we also ask your future self, you have a conversation with your future self and they give you tidbits of exactly what, how they did it, what they did, but also what are those one or two steps that you're supposed to do here and now in this very moment. And that was the big difference. And when I went for my training, you know, just, I, I knew before I was going to go in that training that something big was going to open up for me. Um, and um it really did and now it's just locked in like even before the show i was i was like on a super highway doing doing the things that i needed to do like something really clicked you know it's true you you do you can tell when it's clicking and you can tell when it's not but you're right sometimes if you're not in that period where it's not clicking you you can stumble because you might not know well how do i get back into that flow and how do i know especially I agree with you. A lot of my clients that come to see me, they do have a lot of interests. And a lot of times they don't know which one to focus on, like which one is the one that is the one carrying them forward in a way that they want to be carried forward. Not that the other ones are bad or, you know, they can be hobbies, but it's a very valid concern right now, you know, for a lot of people because we, well, we live longer. We have a lot more things we do faster that we, so we can learn faster. We can do more things, but will that make us happy? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, I, there was just so much I could be doing. And I was like, and the thing for me, my drive was I've done a lot of things and I've, 
I'm grateful for all the tools that I have gathered in the last two decades of, of being in corporate world. Those tools are certainly not wasted by any means. I tell people that it's not, you've not wasted your life. You've picked up things, but now it's time to drop the things that don't work. Um, in terms of progressing you forward and you feeling satisfied and fulfilled in your life. Like I no longer need to sit there in a corporate job, um, you know, building teams. What I what my path and purpose truly is, is a spiritual purpose. I am supposed to be leading people back into who they are. That is a big part of what I, I would connect people back to who they are. And there are lots of gateways to do that. There's, there's many tools out there and whatever tool resonates with you, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And I was shown very clearly that on my chart as well, that I've done astrology before. And when I have done my meditations, I've been shown that I have this, you know, and I also just think I'm an alien visiting earth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I was little, I could just put my hand out and go, oh yes, I can feel the cosmos come to me. Um, I thought I was dropped off by a mothership when I was little. I was like, please come and pick me up. Um, So the way that I also was, you know, doing the astrology, I really got shown And I struggled, you know, I struggled and I struggled for a few months and they were like, write it your way, do it, do it according to who you are. And I was like, well, I'm a very cosmic being. I feel, and this is not a, this is not conceited. It's just me, but I feel like I'm a reincarnated star that's just plopped on earth. and, And I think that everything out there has a soul. Why, why wouldn't it? Everything that's born, everything that's moving has a nucleus and anything that's got a nucleus has a pulse to it. And anything that has a pulse is living, breathing in the universe, maybe not in this, you know, organic human uh, body, but it is an organic celestial uh, body. Right. So the way that I got shown to do the astrology is to connect people um, to the planets. And I'm going to work with fixed stars and really have a a personal connection to the sun, to the moon, to Neptune, and use their intuition um, when they are looking at their natal charts. And then when they're helping other people, they'll already have that instinct to do that. Um, I I think that's a great way to do it. And I, I would say there's a couple people that sort of indicated indirectly for me to do it. At the time, I didn't know. But I worked at this great little store called Mirabai Bookstore in Woodstock. And they're a very magical store. And there was, at the time, Ann Roberts owned it. And it was very hard to get a job there because this one beautiful woman, I think her name was Julie, with long blonde hair worked there. And she was really smart and really into astrology. And... uh, so anyway, I'd go and talk to her. Everybody loved her. She was just such a great person. And she at the time said, well, I think everyone needs to study their own chart. And that was like in the 90s. She said, it's very important that you do it yourself as well. She didn't say you shouldn't go to an astrologer because you, you know, you, you should, I think. But I, I think she planted that idea in my head to do that and that, you know, to start approaching my own chart more like you're saying intuitively, even to who I want to study with or what books I'm drawn to and and I think that really does work. And I think that opens up 
this whole problem with the systems, like the, should I do a certain house system or should I not? I think whatever your intuition tells you, you'll see what you need in that particular manifestation of the chart. Yeah, ag agreed. And you asked me earlier, and I apologize for not answering, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, house systems is a whole nother whole nother conversation. I mean, you're right. Just use a house system that works for you. I use whole house because it just it's just easy for me. And I've looked at Vedic and I've I've you know mapped myself out in the Vedic and I was like it still makes it still says the same thing. My path is a spiritual path. And yes, my burning desire was to be an architect. And somebody recently said, well, you are, you're an architect in a different way. And I said, yes, absolutely. Um, and it took me a while to get to that point. Um, and so I, I agree, you know, I think it's knowing yourself helps you to, to have a personal connection with the planets and understand that you're, we're not all one fits all. Um, I have, you know, a few friends who are twins and I have a few clients that are twins and they're like chalk and cheese and, you know, just complete opposites because at the end of the day, we have our karmic footprint as well. And so I have, you know, for example, I have a friend, a very close friend of mine who is, absolutely genius whenever i tap into his energy if we have we ever do sessions together i always tell him he's he's a master he always his brain is beautiful he's just one of the most cleverest persons i know and um he always reminds me of like the greats like einstein and aristotle and socrates he just is you know he would not say that but i always get that sense i was like you you definitely born over there with all those people <laughs> um <laughs> Now his brother, not an identical twin, but his brother born on the same day, you know, only a couple of minutes apart. So they have the very same chart, um, night and day. I mean, his brother is not very intelligent, unfortunately, and um, in and out of jail. And he has a Uranus out of bounds, a moon out of bounds, just like my friend does. Um, <laughs> And they're using their charts in a very, very different way. So That's a great example. Yeah. It's about how you use the chart. Yeah. And if you don't tap in intuitively to the person, you, you can just say, oh, well, you know, this junction is going to come and you're going to go to jail. And they're like, what? <laughs> that's, that's not what's going to happen because Uranus is, is um, you know, connected to criminals or people who do things that are... Um, well, rebellious, right? And rebellious right. can sometimes mean become an outlaw kind of thing. Um, but that does not apply to my friend. It applies to his brother. Mm. <laughs> so I think, yeah, you've got to go in on an intuitive level. And I really wanted to, I, I, I really think it's important to, you know, if I'm, and I, and I don't take this lightly, you know, again, I struggled going, who the hell am I to teach this? There are people who've been doing this longer than me. Um, to have a, you know, to drop people into the connection of the soul of the planets and the soul of this, the cosmos and really understand that the planets have their days as well. You know, mm -hmm. they have their moment where they're like, Arr! 
I love uh, that. I, I, I really love that idea in general. And I, I was influenced by um, listening to the esoteric astrologers on YouTube with each planet having consciousness, some of them more sacred because they've evolved more and some are still evolving. Like they say, Mars is still evolving. But the way they talk about Mars, for instance, is so interesting. One of them called it the illumined warrior, which I really liked. And this sort of aspect of Mars that is there, but gets sort of left behind for some reason because of, I think, the mythology. I, th I, I think the mythology is helpful, but I think, you know, it, you can, it can be limiting, you know, and why, why only Greek and Roman mythology? You know, you have to think about all the different mythologies in the world. Um, so I, I love that idea of, of the planets being their own beings and and also one of the things i was thinking about with this whole all the stuff that's going on in the skies it means a lot i think to the cosmos evolving and i, I would like to see astrologers talk about that more because um for instance when saturn and pluto were conjunct in capricorn in the 1600s it was the beginning of the scientific revolution so we have i think a cosmic revolution beginning that's going to be really exciting for the cosmos, not just humans, but it isn't all dire. It isn't all about us. And how can we learn to see that we're part of a bigger dance is what I would like to, to see in astrology. Yeah, 100% agree with you. It's, we, we are, I mean, you know, Jung, Jung says it, everything above, everything below. Um, and it's so true. I mean, what affects us here affects the cosmos. Um, Jupiter, when I was doing my research, I mean, Jupiter's magnetic field protects us from some of the taking in some of the sun's, you know, very powerful solar flares and the magnetic rays that it pulls out and uh, pushes. And you know, it, I can't remember. I can't remember when it was. I was watching a documentary when we had this really powerful solar flare and knocked out um, power in certain parts of the world. And, you know, Jupiter's magnetic force hits us, it protects us, but it also hits us. And for those of you who are like me, like a, uh, I'm crazy about the sky, um, you, you know, Jupiter and Saturn, you can see with your naked eye right now. And, well, in UK at 3.30 a.m., I'm pretty sure Mars is waking me up because I've been waking <laughs> up at 3.30 almost every day, and then I come out to my window, and it's so bright. It's like one of the brightest objects in the sky, and I am very lucky to have found this incredible apartment um, where I'm living. I am literally, you know, right across from Greenwich, so in London wow. and right on the River Thames. Um, so it's yeah, if you're if you're out, if you if you love uh, gazing out, Mars is really bright right now. I think I think you can see Venus as she's rising. Mm -hmm. Not mistaken. Not quite sure what you can see out there in California. I know you can always see Jupiter in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually, I remember seeing quite a bit over the summer with, I think it was Venus and Jupiter really easily uh, in the sky. It was really pretty. And, um, and of course, if you go out to the desert, it's amazing out here, what you can see in the Milky Way overall. Yeah. So, but, but I wanted to get back a little bit to the future life progression and a couple more thoughts I wanted to um, ask you about, questions I mean. 
So if so, you saw you know what you needed to do next in the future, and what is this kind of a guarantee that you're going to see the most positive future for you? Or let's say, what if you see, is it possible to see more than one future that you're trying to figure out which is the best? Maybe they're close. Is that something that could happen? I th- from my experience and from, you know, um, training with Anne, um, I, I kept seeing the same future over and over and over and over. And that's what I love. Like, and it just locks in, like something just clicks. This is your path and purpose. And I have seen things that are coming up for me in the next, you know, in the next five years that I am supposed to be doing. Um, And do we have free will and choice? Sure we do, right? So we might go, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. Then you're going to go back like I did going, okay, well, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? (laughs) (laughs) And then you go back in and you're like, and then I get, then I got shown again, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And then it started clicking in. And I, like I said, I've just been streamlined. I've just, it's something locked. And I have been churning out everything that I was supposed to be doing in terms of business, you know, building my um, business here in the UK, building my practice, um, and also serving my higher purpose, right? And I think that's the other thing that I do is I ask, you know, when we're doing a session with myself, we'll ask, what is your highest purpose? What is it that will bring you joy, but also bring your souls, your soul joy, and um, you're serving humanity at a greater level? For instance, the other day when I did a session with someone, um, they, they've been... Um, they've been doing um, um, trading for a long time and they've been doing it because their father taught them and been struggling, just really struggling and in a bad place and didn't know where he was going or what he was doing. And so we took him into a future life and he got shown something completely different. Hmm. And he started to already work on that, that pathway and he got he nowhere did he get shown that he was supposed to be trading um and he was happy he you know he came out of the session we also brought in the tools like what are you supposed to do right at this moment in order to actualize that um that path that you have been shown and so that you can direct your energy towards it and i think that's the other thing is um there was a guest speaker at my training and he was saying that the more that you can visualize and the more that you build a bridge towards what you want to actually create, then it's like crystals forming. You know, if you, Mm. if you see crystals and when you see them forming, you know, they start forming very naturally organically. And so once you, something locks in, it will start, you'll begin to tell the universe, okay, I'm locked in now, just make it possible for me. And the other thing is that, you know, there are people that are skeptical, I mean, who will go, well, I didn't believe it, that can't happen. And one of the things that I, you know, as a 
you know, our training, we can see when someone is, is actually having a real vision. Um, it's not their imagination because if it's their imagination, you can tell it's their imagination going off, um, versus or having a real vision. It's kind of like when you have premonitions or, um, in your dreams and things, your rapid eye movements, Mm -hmm. there are different cues that we can see that show us that it's, uh, you're actually having a vision, you're being shown something. Um, the other great thing about it is that I was shown um, that, you know, you can change subtle things. Like let's say somebody's working on, they see that their mom isn't doing very well um, because she's not taking care of herself, let's say, for mm-hmm. instance. Now they can take that information and go, you know, mom, it might be really great if you did some more ginger, might really help you with your arthritis and your inflammation. And all of a sudden they they actually take that cue, right? Mm -hmm. And then you go back in and you see that, oh God, mom's actually doing really well. I don't know if you can, you can change bigger things, you know? Um, But I do feel that you can change subtle things. And again, I mean, you, you, you have free will and choice. I mean, I definitely could have gone and not done the astrology, then I would have been sitting there going, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> you really took to astrology, though. I mean, um, I know a lot of people in astrology. I've always liked to talk to people about it because that's just my interest, right? Like you. But you really took yeah. to it. You dived right into it. And you did have a, a knack for it, I think. And I agree yeah. with that idea that you had some kind of past life connection to it. Uh, so it's, I, I don't think it is how long people do things. I, I do believe that there is knowledge people, whether they do it consciously or unconsciously, they tap into that they've learned before. And so it's like right there, you know, it's easier and it's, it's neither good nor bad. It just is what it is. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that coming from you. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I finally sort of found my place with astrology is I'm not really interested in other people's charts. <laughs> I, I'm interested in, in research and like the energies for interest. I'm just sort of studying how it feels to be going through Mars retrograde in Aries. I'm trying to figure out um, a deeper understanding. I'm really interested in retrograde for some reason, the concept, because it, it can connect to time travel. So that kind of appealed to me. I was like, oh, time travel. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's this whole three-phase aspect to retrograde that a lot of people don't know about, but it's kind of hard to understand it, actually, because I've only found one book on it. So you have to do your own experiential research on, okay, what does this, do I feel like I'm in this phase? And most of people focus on the past phase, but there's this future phase in retrograde. And I don't, again, quite understand how it works because of the way the guy wrote about it. But it's just a fascinating concept to me. And and how can you go deeper with it? And what does it really mean as a process? Um, So that's what I like. So we are getting a little closer to the end. I did want to share maybe with the audience how they can contact you. So what is the best way to contact you? Um, my website, worldloveon.com. Um, if they, and then they can sign up for newsletters and keep up with um, all the things that I will be offering. Like the astrolo- I'll be teaching the astrology course in October. It will be available in October. It's the first um, run of it. And then the FLP will also be available in October. And um, just to answer your other questions about FLP, you can look at like 
not just what's going to happen in five years or 10 years. We also go in and ask like, okay, I've made all, all I've done everything that I was supposed to do. Is there anything else? Is there any alternative that I'm supposed to do that will, that will really help me? Um, and the other one that was really cool, I thought was you can go into your future life and see, you know, at, at past this lifetime, what were you doing? And what were, what did your soul actually do? How much did you evolve? And that was very interesting to see. And I had already had glimpses of what I think I'm going to end up as a, as a, as a soul outside of out, after this lifetime. So that was, that was really interesting. So you can go and, mm. you know, sometimes some people like to do that because they want to go, well, what am I not doing here that I've done in my future um, lifetime or you know for me it was not even a, a re i wasn't even in an incarnation i was just floating back and resetting back into the universe and that was really cool for me because mm. I, I i desperately feel that about myself since i was little mm. um so there's lots of different ways you can explore the um future life progressions and i think mainly people come in when they're really struggling in their lives to figure out where they're supposed to be going mm. and helping that part of them. And, you know, the other day I did one where we took the girl into a past life first, and then I progressed her forward because she needed to erase the conditioning that was stopping her from moving forward, period. Mm -hmm. And she had all this amazing talent. She's an incredible singer and performer and she just couldn't do it mm, that's beautiful i love that yeah my dad talks a lot about healing past life that's what he he figured his own method of going back into the past life and actually healing it and uh i think it's neat to do both it sounds to have the past life regression and the future that sounds really like a very innovative and probably it's going to evolve in its own way to what it is uh, but I, I love the idea of the future life progression i think it's really powerful and and interesting, you know, just another way of exploring how we're cosmic beings and, and how we can affect things, you know, through these practices. So I, I like what you're saying about it and how you want to use it. Your website, I did want to mention, it, it's still worldloveon.com? Yes. Okay, so that's W-O-R-L-D-L-O-V-E-O-N.com for you guys that are listening on the podcast. So we have just like a couple minutes left, a minute and a half. Is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with in terms of any of the topics today? Um, I think, I think, I think it's really, I, th I think I'll, I'll leave with know yourself, you know, no matter what tool you pick up, know yourself, the more that you know yourself, the more that you can make a real connection with what your deep calling and yearning is and the deeper you go within yourself the more you erase the conditioning that you have had from past lives this lifetime and you know we're, we're you know no matter what our parents are or structures around us school government society cultures all those imprints are on us and they've molded us but as i think as adults we can mold ourselves and i think we have the responsibility to um begin living our lives the way that we truly want to and 
what our soul's contract was, right? So when we know our soul's contract, I think we can we can really create a, an autonomous uh, relationship with everybody around us. Otherwise, we're 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 consistently having codependent relationships and we're struggling. But when we're autonomous and we know ourselves, um, we can then know the other persons and and I think really strive in life. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. It's a great way to end. And thank you for coming back. I love the conversation as always. Yeah, thank you so much. The hour goes so fast. It does, it does. (laughs) So thank you everyone for listening and join us next time as we continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a great week.